Hi everyone, welcome back to uh, the Limping Pilgrims podcast. It's amazing. Um, I'm sitting in a very special room, which I'm going to tell you about in a minute, um, with uh, a very special friend of mine and uh, part of Discovery and uh, East Mountain UK. Christopher is back. Hello, John, good to be with you. Mate, it's good to see you again. Um, I am on uh, Chris's bit of land. We are on Chris's bit of land. Uh, Chris, tell us where we're sitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sitting in a, uh, a 16 foot by eight foot room. It's actually a shepherd's hut, so we're up on wheels, um, right looking out over at the river Tyne that flows by. We've got a little uh, fire in the wood burner, which is this wee little wood burner, hobbit stove. The Hobbit stove. Hobbit stove. Nice. So it's a proper hobbiting sort of space um, here in the Shepherd Set. So our, our ministry, East Mountain UK, has spent like the last what, four and a half, um, five months, seems yeah. like much longer actually, building this from scratch. So we, we bought a kit and then we sort of had to build it. So my community member, Vinny uh, King and I, I, I learned basically how to build a small house. <laughs> and here we are. Finally yes. done. Yes. And it is stunning. It's beautiful, mate. Mm, thank you. It's a lovely finish. It's turned out well. Yes. I'm pleased. Yes. You talked a little bit about um the the kind of unfolding nature of this. Mm. You know. Um <laughs> You know, not having the full vision of what it would look like from the beginning. Yes. Just the idea of this this shepherd's hut. Yeah. Um, and creating a bit of space. This is more than just a lovely space. Um, you're holding space, hopefully, for something deeper. Yeah. Um, can you just like backtrack a bit and give us a bit of the backstory sure. about where this came from? Sure. Well, it actually kind of started in lockdown, as many things did. <laughs> yes. Um, in summer of 2020 actually our, our ministry I won't go into all of it but our ministry had all these sort of plans before the pandemic as many of us did and the pandemic shut a lot of that down yeah so in sort of the um, the, the, the void the space of void um, God really spoke to my wife in a quiet time and put on her heart for us to create a, a prayer garden space here on our property where we could welcome in men and women to uh, find rest and peace, uh, a place of retreat. Um, we actually, the, the image was kind of an ark of refuge in troubled times for wow. people to be able to come. And that evolved into um, building the shepherd set. Honestly, yeah. as an American, I'd never heard of a shepherd set. Uh, one of our board members said, well, it's like a summer house, but on wheels. So you could yeah. conceivably actually move it somewhere. So we found a great company down in England that uh, provided the kit and we purchased that. And as I said, my colleague and community member, Vinny and I, and Vinny has amazing carpentry, joinery skills, um, a, a lot of expertise. He was sort of the foreman of the project. I was his helper. Yeah. And we started in September of 2021, putting the shepherd set together and building on the chassis that they provided and then the walls and there's a curved roof and 
all the all the stuff and it took much longer john than we ever anticipated the company that provided <laughs> it said two men two full weeks and it's done yeah and Randy and i at the end we said that's not that's not possible <laughs> So how long did it take? It took us from September to we just finished it in Jan mid January. Wow! So much longer. It was a process, um, but I'm really pleased with what the results are, and we really want this space to be uh, a thin space. You used that term earlier with me. Yeah. A place where kind of the veil between uh, heaven and earth grows thin. Yeah. And that people can come and meet with a good shepherd. That's what we really want this space to be. Mm. And I think, man, you have cultivated a, a space for that to be a real possibility. Mm. And, you know, the, I mean, the hut is a beautiful space and it's, um, it's a gorgeous building. It's, you know, the decoration, the colors, the everything is just, you know, um, outside is like you say, there's the rivers, the rivers mm. gently flowing past. You've created a nice little prayer garden and a fire pit, and it's a lovely time for people to step away, like you say, from that, from the busyness and the chaos, and to enter a peaceful place with God, to uh, to encounter Him, a place of encounter. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're hoping. Yes. Well, I think you've done it already. Mm. Mm, you've done you. it. F I mean, you must have experienced it sitting here already. Yeah. Yeah. A bit, although I will say, uh, the first time I sat in here uh, a week ago when it was all done, I kept looking around going, oh wait, there's a little bit, I need to put some more stain there. <laughs> uh, it was hard for me to sink into it, to be honest, yes. but it's, it's getting better, it's, it's getting better. Yeah. And I know that Vinny and I are the only people that would see those little niggly bits that need to be done. But Are you a perfectionist? Well, you know, when it comes to, uh, about some things. Yeah. Um, well, you're an artist, right? So, <laughs> yeah. If, and the thing yeah. that I love as an artist are the little small details. Yes. But that's also the place where I can get frustrated because I see the small details, and I can see the imperfections that only I would see. Yeah. So, so maybe that's a spiritual exercise for me here is to be able to let that go. Yeah. And to be exper to experience it as a whole, rather than just the details. Wow. You mentioned the uh, the time that it took to build yeah. and the expectation for it to be a two week process. Right. Sorry, process. Um, a two week sorry, a two week <laughs> process, and uh, and yet it took four or five months yes. to build. Um, man, God. Uh, we were talking. We were joking earlier. You know, God doesn't do quick. God does slow and suddenly in our world it seems to um, he slowed down this this process for you that you're expecting to be quick yes um, what does that do to you man mm -hmm. like you know uh, we talk about um, the, the important things in life are not not what we do the, the most important things to God is who we become yeah um, what did he do in you through that process of actually, you know, and that realization, this is going to take a long time. This is more work than what we thought. This is longer. And then entering into that process, what did he do in you in that time? Yeah, that's a good question. We had we had said we wanted the hut done by October the first. Yeah. So there was first that 
unmet expectation and a bit of disappointment when we realized, oh, this is this is not going to get done in that time frame. Yeah. But also, we were working in a season of, of difficulty and, quite frankly, grief. Um, we long story, but we, we lost our, our first family pet, our dog, uh, last September, and it was just a horrific, it was a horrific experience on how he died, and it was our family's first mourning of a, a beloved other mm. together, so my kids have never lost uh, a human close to them, so this was their first touch of some real grief. So there was a lot of difficulty in that time frame. Uh, yeah, the autumn was just a hard period for us. So the whole process felt very opposed, if I can put it that way. Um, and I, I think w what I learned is that generally I'm, I'm a man who has a good bit of perseverance. Like, I'll, I'll just push through. Mm. And I think some of the invitation that came through the difficulty was to open my heart to the work of grief not only myself, but for my family, for us to be able to walk through that well. And some of the, the difficulty in building the shepherd's hut was tied in through all of that. And, and it wasn't just our difficulty, it was also Vinny and his family and his experience moving from the States uh, to the UK and just the, the, the cultural sh shock and transition struggles so we were all sort of struggling together, struggling with the materials mm. to get it built, struggling with our, our family, struggling with grief, struggling with unmet expectations, with transition and difficulty, continuing to struggle like everyone did in the you know, COVID, just keep yeah. going on and on and on, different wave after wave. So yeah, um, I don't know that I have any good answers for that, John, about what I've really learned or what I'm becoming, but yeah. I can name that there was grief. Yeah. And struggle. Yes. Wow. But God was there through that. God was there. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And, e and even as you said that uh, you know God shows up, it, the timing is important. Mm. So I'm curious about the timing of this being done. There have been several things that have happened these last weeks that have just showed me that, yeah, the timing was right. Yeah. It, it took this long for a purpose, some of which we understand now, some of which we may not understand mm. for a long time, if ever. Yes. Um, but yes. it's done. <laughs> it's done. And then the next phase commences. You know, what what will this space hold for for me personally, and then for the community, and then for men and women that would come. Yes. So that's that's actually exciting for me. That's the adventure ahead. Yeah. To say, you know, what what will the good shepherd do in this space? And how will people encounter him here? That mm. accepts me. Indeed, indeed. And to be honest, when did you ever hear a story of um, something being birthed, growing, uh, a move of God, and a new ministry or a new, a new thing, where the pope, where the people involved said, "Oh, that was a that was an easy ride. <laughs> that was a smooth ride. Look, look True. at this amazing thing that's happened. It was just so cruisy." Have you ever heard that? No. No. <laughs> no. No, I, no, I haven't either. No. Whenever you hear of something amazing that God has done or through us or like a project that's kind of had big impact or something, there is there's a backstory of, you know what, this was this was toil. 
and hard work and there was literally blood, sweat and tears mm-hmm. uh, got into this. Yeah. Wow. Amazing as well, that, that connection to grief and loss and to create something beautiful during a time of loss, mm-hmm. to yeah. bring life into a time of loss yeah. in that way, um, is amazing. I like the sort of juxtaposition of that. And it makes me think of the people who, actually several who have already come and spent some time here, and those who will come, we've all, we all deal with grief and loss. Mm. So I wonder if maybe grief and loss has been baked into this place, yes. in, in a sense, yeah. in, in, with the builders dealing with it, knowing that men and women will come here who, where we all deal with grief and loss. And mm. this hopefully can be a space where people can deal with that authentically, Yes. that God can deal with them here and it is a place of, of peace and you know it's it's land that we, we cleared with prayer dedicating it saying we wanted it to be a space where those who needed refuge those who needed a space where they've come to the end of their rope and the end of their strength could find restoration so so maybe that's something I'm learning today is maybe that wow. part of the, the pain and the grief and the loss it's baked in and that, wow. yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think about that some more. That would be the next episode. Next we'll episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just have that finished for then, that would be good. Shepherd Hut Park. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you've talked about kind of your hopes and your heart for the place um, a little bit. Let's just be good to just kind of unpack that a bit more. Mm. Where do you see this, um, you know, jump? jump down the road a couple of years whatever yeah. what what testimonies would you be loving to hear from people that have been on this land yeah again I, I think that people that come here would experience a thin place and, and I realize when we're talking about thin places maybe some of you have experienced that where you go to a place and it, it someone described it to me like this it's it's like I don't know if you call it here in the UK a chain link fence. Do you call it that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's one of those fences that's like a wire fence. Yeah. That you could actually put your fingers through, so that the kind of the the separation between the supernatural and the natural becomes thin enough where you can reach through that mm. link, or the hand of God can reach through to you. Um, what I realize is that you can't create that. I mean, uh, we can set the table for that to happen, mm. but it really is God's spirit that makes a place thin. Yes. It's not our effort. So, yes. yeah, we want to set the table in a sense um, and invite people to come to sit at the table, but we know that we're not really the hosts at the, at the feast, and we're, we're inviting him to provide the feast. Yeah. So, yeah, that people could taste of that goodness mm. here, that God would make it thin. Yes. And... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think about what would I love to see? I'd love just to see people impacted. Mm. And again, that's not something that we can control. We're just sort of, we're, we're creating a space where that could possibly and potentially happen. Yeah, that's lovely. And actually, I just think about as you say that, how many, how many times through the Gospels do we see Jesus do that? Mm. He's like, hey, I'm coming to your house. Right. And so you provide the house, mm-hmm. although Jesus is hosting the space. Right. Do you know, the upper room, go to the town and there's a man who's got a room for us. Yeah. And you're providing this room, this space, for him to host 
people as well. Yes. Amazing. That's very good. Yeah, I love that. love that. So I also would say, John, that we, we see ourselves as a small, I put it this way, this is the image that I use with that, as a small star in a greater constellation mm. of places in, in this region, in, in Scotland and, uh, and also in England, where that kind of encounter can happen. Mm. So we've been in discussion with some folks um, in Scotland, retreat centers, Christian centers, where we could maybe just be uh, like again a small star in a, in a constellation of something that God is drawing, yes. uh, of places of rest and encounter and retreat. Mm. Um, yeah. So oh. I'd love for that, for for us to be known as part of something greater. Mm. Yes. But, yeah. Wow. That's um, it's an interesting concept that we all need to have a, I think a category for or beginning to have an understanding of is that that kind of larger mm. story that is that God is weaving together. Yes. Um, I think if we can, if we stay in with our blinkers in our kind of quite small. Uh, mindset are quite small stories then um, we can forget the bigness mm, yes. and sometimes that's in a good heart isn't it like with that kind of like parish mindset our boundaries have fallen in pleasant places and we can kind of get it but you know what this is my little bit and that's okay but it's not forgetting actually your little bit forms part of a bigger whole bigger whole right. yeah yeah um, let's dive into that for a second about um, connection to this land and this mm. place yeah. specifically. You came from, uh, well, America, but a long time in France as well. Mm -hmm. um, yes. What was, how did the call come to this land? And, and particularly um, this coastline Wow, that's a long story, John. It's a long story. I, I, I mean, I can give you the the Reader's Digest. The Reader's Digest, the Reader's version. Digest version. Um, really, it was the the Christian history yeah. in this area. So you talk about a, a connection to a greater whole. I mean, I, I'm a bit of a history nerd anyway, but I do think that there's something special about this particular land. Yes. Um, I took a spiritual retreat on Holy Island down in Northumberland back in 2012 and that was kind of the inciting moment for me of recognizing the incredible beauty of the history yeah and, and for me history is not just something that happened in the past I think it has real resonance for the present mm. so I, I, I talk about it this way I talk about uh, sort of the concept of deep time I think Richard Rohr calls it deep time or okay. or walking in 3d it's like you know you have the the 3D world and then time is the fourth dimension. So I, I do think that there is spiritual resonance in what happened in these lands, mm. uh, particularly in some of the history about the evangelization in the seventh century. You know, we're talking St. Columba to sending uh, Aden uh, on Holy Island. Yeah, I won't go total nerd on, on you or the listeners, <laughs> but you know the coming of Christianity to these lands yes. uh, was so powerful and so beautiful mm -hmm. how that it happened um, but yeah that drew me in it drew my heart yes. and then when we're talking about actually planting a missional community 
there was something about that history that said, no, this is the kind of place, the kind of land mm -hmm. that you want to go plant on uh, because of the the resonance of the, of the history here that yeah. still echoes. Wow. So, so yeah, that's kind of what drew us here. Yeah, and place holds memory. It does. And so to step, like, you know, history and, and the retelling of stories is a mm -hmm. way to keep that memory and, and to be in that, that kind of physically on the land. Yes. Is, uh, is sacred, isn't it? There's something about it. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So a week and a half ago, well, yeah, last week. Yeah, last, last week. At some point, uh, at some point between now and New Year's, mm -hmm. so, we went on a, a little a little day trip. Yes. Which is amazing. You invited me out on a day trip. Beautiful day, that was. Which was a beautiful day. We were, um, Baldred is considered the apostle to the Lothians. Mm -hmm. um, and we went to visit some churches that connected. Well, uh, tell me a bit about your story and and um, with that and why yeah. why we went out that day. Right. So again, a, a Lindisfarne Holy Island connection. Baldred is thought to have come up from Holy Island as an apostle, a hermit, in the ninth century A.D. And he had several hermitages here in East Lothian, one out in Bass Rock. Mm. Um, but he planted three particular churches at Aldheim on the, the cliffs near Seacliff, sea um, uh, Preston Kirk, which is in East Lenton, and then a church in Tinningham. So those were his three churches. And I have felt a draw to St. Baldred. There's not much that's known about him or written mm -hmm. about him, so he's a bit mysterious, but he was uh, a man who gave his life to see the gospel come to this particular area. Mm -hmm. And again, there's that Holy Island connection that has always drawn me. So yeah, back in November, December, I really felt this call to go visit the three sites of where these churches were planted. And there's only one church that's still standing in East Lenten. Mm. The others are either a ruin or there's nothing there. But I just felt like it was important, spiritually important, to go visit those places on, on a sort of pilgrimage. Um, yeah, and to reconnect to the land in that mm -hmm. way and to the story of Baldred mm. and to kind of that spiritual power that he carried uh, to bring the gospel to East Lothian. Yeah. So yeah, it was a it was a really interesting day. It was a good day. That's amazing. Good stuff happened. Yeah. yeah. Again, I love that weaving together. It's a bit like when you isolate one part of scripture, you can make it mean one thing. Yeah. But when you pull back and have that big view, that long timeline from you know kind of in the beginning before the beginning yeah and then you know things begin to make sense when they have their place in the larger story well you start to see yourself yeah. your place in a larger story and things start to yeah. make sense slowly. yes I, I will say this about baldred um and i think this is one of the reasons it became apparent to you and to me john why this was important was mm. that the legend about baldred and his death is that when he died those three churches fought over his body. I mean, how contemporary is that? Churches fighting with each other. And I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I've never oh, heard of wow, that. No, no. Churches fighting? <laughs> no. But the, the legend was is that overnight that they prayed and they woke up the next morning and there were three copies of his body. So each church took a copy and they buried it 
at their own particular place. So, right. you know, the, the dispute was solved by this miracle. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the legend of Baldred. And I just thought, you know, we visited these three churches, and, and this is another part of the story, but you know, we, we ended up praying at White Kirk, which is another uh, church that's kind of associated with Baldred, but not one of those three. And it's kind of in the middle of a, a triangle that's drawn mm. by the line of those three churches. And White Kirk has been known as a place of healing for centuries. Yeah. I thought, you know, one of the things that is very contemporary is the desire to be a place of healing. Mm. I mean, I see that for here at the Shepherd's Hut, but yeah. also, you know, we want to see healing happening in all the the breaking apart that's happening in the church around us. Yes. You know, churches fight like those three churches did. Yes. And so they each got their own body and they each took it to their own their own graveyard and mm. buried it and I just thought you know we need healing in this yes. era um, yes the church is broken and needs healing mm. what would it be like to be a community and a people that speak about healing rather than division yes and there was I was reading recently and it, you know forgive me I've forgotten the book and the author um, but about the um you know the christians of the of the time that we're talking you know um in this area this land um what we might call kind of you know celtic christians now but that the um their uh passion what they felt was their role their remit i guess would be the the healing of the land mm -hmm. and um in a tribal way the divisions between tribes to yeah. actually be peacemakers right um with people you know rather than healing up the landers in a um you know environmental way or whatever because there was the damage wasn't there as much right right and so it was a healing of people and connection to place and you mentioned about reconnecting mm -hmm. um when you have that kind of apostolic mandate there is a lot of digging of wells yeah and you think you know, Baldred would have been a spiritual well digger mm -hmm. for future generations to draw from. Um, and because of him and others who who walked this land, we are here today. Yeah. You know, and we have the life that we have today, and the gospel moved in the way that it has. Okay. Um, and there are ancient wells here for sure. There's and physical ancient physical worlds and, and spiritual ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how important is it for us to draw from those wells? Yeah. You know, for our own um, apostolic endeavours and our own uh, passion and desire to bring healing to the land. Yeah. You know, I mean, for me personally, I think it's really important. And I think that was part of that call to do that pilgrimage. Yeah. Was to have that reconnection to that ancient spiritual well. Yes. And to and to this person of, of Baldrin and for the work that he did. You know, I, I, I think about how God views time and how he views us. Because yeah, we're, we're, we're living in the present moment. Mm. And so we have this bias of thinking that the present moment is the most important moment. Of course we do. You know, yeah. that's how we live. But, you know, if God is outside of time and he's looking at all times as present, he sees Baldrin just as alive as he sees us here in 2022 sitting in the shepherd's hut. So the work of that ancient well, you know, to God in his perspective, 
is as alive as, as we are in this moment too. Mm. So I, I just think about the communion of the saints in that way. And wow. that this is, this is a man who's still alive. He's, he's, mm. he's visible and his works are visible to God. These men and these women who, who gave their lives yeah. uh, in this land, that God sees them. He sees them walking on the land just like he sees us sitting here in these chairs today. Yeah, I like to think weird things like that. <laughs> I love that. I need some more time of that. Well, <laughs> well I'm not being recorded. <laughs> Mate, that's amazing. I will say this. This is a cool connection to Shepherd's Head. Okay. So we notice on our um, pilgrimage that two of those ancient churches are actually on the, the banks of the Tyne River. And it didn't mm. hit me until that day that the Shepherd Hut sits on the beginning of the Tyne River here in Scotland. Mm. So our property at least on the the south side of the bank is the very first property uh, on the Tyne. So there are two little, um, the Tyne water and the burn water come together, you know, probably a, a thousand feet from here, wow. upstream, yeah. and create the Tyne. So the Tyne starts right here where we are. So the Shepherd's Hut on this side is the first structure on the Tyne. And that water flows wow. past those, at least two of those three ancient churches that Balder built. So yeah, for me, there's like kind of this physical and spiritual connection. Yes. It makes me curious, you know, God, what do you want to do? Talking about being a small star in a bigger constellation yes. of things present, but also maybe things historical too. Who knows? My head is exploding <laughs> with spiritual metaphors. <laughs> you get an um, Enneagram four right here with you in conversation. <laughs> I'm going to use weird metaphors. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, wow, wow. Interesting how, um, you know, we just, we talked about healing of the land and sort of tribal divisions and bringing people together. We're still trying to do that. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, each generation is, has involved with it, some kind of pulling away and some mm. group who are trying to bring everything back together again right you know it seems that the uh, the evolving of the human race hasn't like it's, it's pretty forgetful mm. of of times past it's true yeah yeah we see the present moment as the only moment yeah 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 well you know I think it that has a lot to speak into this particular land in which we are living you know Scotland is known for its clans and mm. there's been a lot of division yeah. Um, so yeah, what does it mean to be an agent of reconciliation and healing mm. in our time? Yes. Yes, because the land holds memory. It does of good and bad. Then mm -hmm. you know, we've been throwing around the fr the the idea of ancient past new song. Mm. So you know, taking this ancient way. Yeah. Ask, ask for the ancient path and walk in it and you find rest for your soul. Right. How is God singing a new song over that? Mm. You know, rather than sort of being camped out in one place in history or whatever, just walking this old path that the saints have walked before us and yet with a new song of God yeah. over it. That's kind of what we're, what we're pilgrims of, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And that's the trick. And discovering some trick. of that on the way. Yes. 
not having all the answers, but being continually willing to ask the questions, I think is important. Yes. Being continually willing to ask the questions mm. and then giving yourself time to listen. Yeah. And willingness to follow. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not so easy. No, it's not. It's easy to ask the question. It's more difficult to hear it. It's even more difficult to walk in. Yeah. 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 Nice. On that note, Chris. Wow. Our, our conversations are always enlightening, <laughs> awakening. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. Good the stuff. The limping pilgrimage shall continue. Indeed. Indeed. Mate, I, um, yeah. Should we, uh, should we close in prayer? Do you want to pray? Sure, be happy to. To finish, that'd be good. Yeah. We've been praying about the healing of the land. It'd be good to pray yeah, for that. Yeah. Pray for our little, this little patch of the, the world that we've Actually been, uh, that we've been placed in for this moment in time and mm -hmm. where that fits in to God's great tapestry. That's good. Yeah. So I, I pray that you, good shepherd, uh, would lead and guide us as we think about what it means to be agents of healing in this land. And to be honest, I don't know exactly what that means for us in our day or how we should do it, but we do pray for open hearts and minds, Lord, to, to hear what you're saying. And then as John said, the, the, the strength and the courage to, to act on it. Um, but Lord, I do thank you. I thank you for this conversation today. I thank you for, I thank you for men like uh, Baldred who served you in their time and to leave a legacy, a resonance here in this land. Um, a, a limping pilgrim whose footsteps that we can follow. So I, I pray that we would have the strength to follow men like him and also Jesus in your footsteps as well. Yes. That we would be agents of, of healing and of your grace. Uh, and that this little space here along the Tyne would be a, a place that would be one known for its its healing properties uh, that men and women would find healing and rest for their souls here so thank you for um, this time with my brother John for for Discovery Church and for the chance to be a limping pilgrim with my fellow pilgrims here I lift this up in Jesus name Amen Amen brother Amen